Hello, welcome to the Show Oshibeson podcast. Show Oshibeson is the lead pastor, Grace Made Christian Center, where we raise change agents. We do hope you'll be refreshed by God's word today. Happy listening. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Last week Sunday was good. It was good. I enjoyed the word and I was blessed. How many of us were here last week Sunday? Yeah, awesome. Glory to God. So we heard last week Sunday that one of the reasons why marriages fail is because of wrong choices. And which is why P. Osh has asked me to come and teach on how to choose the right life partner. Hallelujah. So I hope the singles are ready this morning. Yes. Pius said it is the turn of the singles. Hallelujah. All right. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for another time to sit at your feet and learn of your wisdom. Lord, I ask that you anoint your word this morning. In the name of Jesus, let your word give understanding to the simple. And Lord, at the end of this message, let our lives be a reflection of your wisdom as a result of the word. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Hallelujah. So I titled this message, How to Marry Rights. Very simple. How to Marry Rights. The married ones are thinking, the service is not for us. It is for all of us. How to marry right. They say that when you do not understand the purpose of a thing, abuse is inevitable. Right? When you do not understand the purpose of marriage, then there is every possibility that you choose wrong. Understanding that word is very important. My emphasis on the word understanding. Proverbs 4 verse 7 it says that wisdom is the principal thing therefore get wisdom and in all you're getting get understanding and I looked at that scripture nephew there's something confusing about it did you think so yeah yeah you just said that wisdom is the principal thing is the most important thing get wisdom and then you are telling me again that in all you're getting get understanding hello which one are we getting is it the wisdom or understanding which one is really the most important in all you're getting get understanding why if wisdom is the most important thing 
scripture means is that wisdom may be the most important thing but in anything if you would get anything at all first get understanding why because wisdom works through understanding there is no wisdom without understanding so if wisdom is the goal you want to get wisdom you have to go through understanding in all you're getting get understanding Ephesians 5 verse 17 corroborates that he says do not be unwise but understand if it is that you're telling me not to be unwise hey do not be unwise but be wise oh no so do not be unwise but understand it means that when you do not have understanding you are unwise because you cannot apply wisdom when you do not have understanding wisdom allows you to apply wisdom sorry understanding allows you to apply wisdom so it is very unwise dangerous when you do not have an understanding of marriage and you want to marry you don't, you don't have an understanding you don't know the purpose of marriage yet you go into marriage it's unwise hallelujah many years ago when I was in school many years ago I was just studying my Bible and I came across this particular scripture it's not that I was just you know seeing that scripture I don't know it before I've always known the scripture so I was studying and I came across it again Ephesians 5.22 it says wives submit to your own husbands as to the Lord and I paused and I began to meditate and then I received understanding that day why? because I realized that if I'm going to be a wife they want to submit then I have to be careful who I choose to submit to many years ago you know, things that we hear now, motivational speakers say it now, you know. This one, I have known it many years ago. And I was so excited about that revelation that I, 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 I mean, anybody that cares to listen, I just tell you. My friends come around, hey, you have to be careful who you submit. Many years ago. Understand. Many people don't understand the purpose of marriage. Three things you have to understand. Three things you have to understand that will help you in choosing right. Number one, very important. What I have been saying, understand the purpose of marriage. What is that purpose? The primary purpose of marriage is not to have legal sex. Neither is it to have children. No. Those are secondary. 
the primary purpose of marriage is that two destinies come together to help each other fulfill the individual God-given purpose. That's the primary purpose of marriage. That's the purpose. That's the purpose of marriage. Because after you get married and you begin to have sex from that day, what next? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And you have three children. Uh-huh. What else? What else? What is the purpose of the union? Why did you really come together? To watch movies together? To take care of children together? To pay school fees? for marriage is that two people come together destinies and help each other fulfill their individual God-given purpose number two understand your life journey it will help you it will guide you you may not have you know full understanding of how your life will turn out or where God is taking you to but have a clue have a vision for your life know where know what you want to do with your life before you ask somebody to tag along at least I knew I wanted to act I wanted to go into the entertainment field I knew what I wanted this is what I want to do from secondary school, all my classmates knew. And then when my husband came along, ah, it's just like saying, hello, where are you going? Oh, I'm going to Oshodi. Yunko, where are you going? I'm going to Leki. Ah. That's where it is. We're not going the same direction. We're not going in the same direction. So when he came along, he said he wanted to go into ministry full time at that. I said, ah, great guy. Awesome guy. It's okay. My spec. But <laughs> bye. So I said no. Why? Because I didn't see myself in that line. Awesome guy. Actually, I didn't know that I had a calling of God upon my head. Mm -mm. I just knew way before we met, way before we met, my pastor in my fellowship used to tell me, you have a teaching grace. And I'm like, how? What do you mean teaching grace? Teaching in school? He said, no. Teaching the word of God. I have never taught in my fellowship before. I have never preached. I know near pulpits highest. I was in the drama department. And then I was HOD library. That's all. Those kind of people, they don't preach. I was just there. I never handled the mic before. Never. All through my university days. Yet, I don't know why he saw. He told me, 
had a teaching grace, teaching anointing. That was what he said. I didn't pay attention to that. So when he came along, I said, no, we're not going the same way. No. And then God started to deal with me because I said no. Because I feel there is no, <laughs> there is no need to go and start praying. About what? There's no need. So because of that, God started dealing with me. The last one, number three, understand the person. If you're considering marriage and there's someone you're considering, understand the person. You, it is unwise to get married to someone you hardly understand. It's going to be tough. I mean, very tough. I had a conviction, but our courtship was tough, and I wanted out. I mean, I couldn't understand. We had problems understanding each other. Upon the conviction, I was ready to throw away the conviction. If I do not understand you, there is no point. You know, we would have, he, he didn't have the understanding or he didn't know how to resolve issues. So he would go on and on and talk for like over an hour on over the same matter. What's the problem? Uh, I mean, hello. He would go on and on. It was tough. So if you're having issues and you don't know how to resolve it, I have told you, I mean, several times, I do not like how you do this and that. Stop it and you keep doing it. There is no understanding. So it was when it was going to crash and then his mentor stepped in and then things got better. And because it got better, I took back the conviction. Understand the person. It's very important to be unwise not to understand the person or to get married without understanding the person. Now, when you do not have an understanding of these three things, it is very, very, you have, there is every possibility that you carry someone else's bone. Many years ago, my mom used to pray for me in Yoruba. Many years ago, it means that you will not carry someone else's bone. You will marry your own husband. Yes. And she kept on saying that. Many years ago. When you carry someone else's bone, it means that you have picked what is not meant for you. Adam said, Now, this is the bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. That is a statement of conviction. Bone. Conviction. Now, this is it. Uh -huh. This is what I've been looking for. Uh -huh. This is the one. This is the one. This is it. 
one. And so I've had to, you know, I can't count how many times I've had to answer this question. This particular question. How did you know your husband was the one? The one. I want you to pay attention to those two, last two words in the question. The one. So my girls were asking me, how did you know your husband was the one? And I said, what do you believe? Do you believe in the one? The one means someone specific in particular. Someone in this whole world that is made for you, that God has made for you. The one. Or you don't believe in the one. You believe in anyone that is good. Anyone that is good. That has the qualities you want in a woman. Or the qualities you want in a man. Anyone that is okay. Anyone fine. What do you believe? Therefore, what do you believe? Now I want to hear it. Do you believe the one person in this whole world made for you? No, I don't. No, I don't. So you believe in anybody? Okay, so I believe that um, the first foundation is that she has to be a believer, right? So if I have a believer that has what allies with my purpose. It means you believe in anyone that has the qualities you desire in a woman. That's it. That's the other option. What do you believe in, DJ? I believe, just like you had said, there is a kind of person, not an individual, but that kind of person that um, get, that has that attribute, the, I mean, the core values. And... What do you believe? Are you sure? If if I say that there's the one, okay. The thing is that I will know the one when I see the one. I really like that. What do you believe? my girls what do you believe and some of them said no I don't believe in the one most of them and a few said I believe in the one so I opened the scriptures why because the one means means someone specific who is the person that did this who is the person the person the one I'm not the one are you the one? I'm not the one. You're looking for someone specific. Genesis 2, 18. So I asked them, what do you believe? And the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. I want you to take note of two words there. Make and comparable. So when God said, 
It is not good that man should be alone. Man, I will make for him. So Eve was made specifically for Adam. Now, God did not say that it is not good that men should be alone. I will make women for them. They should go and choose whichever they want or whoever they want. God is deliberate about you. God is so particular about you. It is not good that Dietotunde should be alone. I will make for him someone really lovely and beautiful. <laughs> A helper comparable to him. Comparable there means a match. A perfect match. <laughs> hey. See, the thing is, why I said God is deliberate about you is because you have a destiny to fulfill. So, it is very important to God that as long as you live, you fulfill that destiny you have in Christ. So, he will, and he knows you cannot do it alone. He knows along the way, you will get married. So, he will make you someone that will fit perfectly into that destiny. I will make, and I asked my girls, I said, do you know this scripture? First Corinthians 2.9. 1 Corinthians 2.9. He says, I has not seen it, nor yet heard. It has not entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who love him. So how is it that God has a lot prepared for you and the one you will marry is not included? You, you don't understand. He has a lot in store for you. He has prepared so much more. Breakthrough jobs, this one that will lead to this one that will make help you fulfill the death. And the one you married is not included. It's not possible. I told them it's not possible. It is as if you go to a tailor and you say, make me this dress or this suit. And then you come back to fit it and you see that it's as if you are inside a sack. How are you going to feel? Open all the money. Just, are you okay? Why did you make a dress for me like this? You can't feel the dress inside of you. You can't feel the dress on you. Tailors may not make clothes to fit. But when God makes, he makes to fit. He doesn't just give you, he makes to fit. If it is God. So in case you don't believe in the one, 
James 1 verse 17. It's a popular scripture. Like DFO does not believe in the one. So scripture says, every good gift and every perfect gift, there are two gifts there. There is a good gift and there is the perfect one. Choose the one you want. It is according to your belief. There is a good gift if he, she's okay, she has all the qualities I want, and we understand each other. Why not? I love her. She loves me. We're fine. We're good. Good gifts. But if you believe in the perfect will of God for you, then that's the perfect gift. Perfect gift. Let me have a single guy and a single girl. Favor, come. Yes. Tunes. <laughs> Let me have them. So this is a good gift. This is a good gift. I, I'm going somewhere. I am not matchmaking here. It's the word of God we are teaching. This is a good gift. It's also a good gift. Now, the fact that this is a good gift and a good gift, according to God, does not mean they are perfect for each other. Mm. It is, if you now believe in the perfect will, you take your eyes off these good gifts and you begin to seek the perfect one. They are good, good gifts, good gifts. They are comparable. They can marry. Yeah, they can marry. But if you seek the perfect will of God, you look elsewhere. It's like you go into a store and you see a pair of shoes. You like it. You, 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 you fall in love. You, you like it. You want to buy it. And you try to fit it and it's not your size. Like two size bigger. Are you going to buy it? Look away from it. It's not your size. But it is good. Good gifts. Some people will say, I will use shoe filler now. You will use shoe. If you use shoe filler, anytime you want to wear that shoe, you will always use shoe filler. That is the way marriage is. So marriages are not, you will always patch it and patch it till you die. Because it is not your size. Genesis 2 verse 18 
go back to Genesis 2, 18. It says, and the Lord said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. Now, when God spoke, you would think that that is what he wants to do. Now, now. So the next verse will be the making of Eve. Let's check the next verse. 19. Out of the ground, the Lord caused, okay, so this is the making of Eve, you know, beast of the field and every bird and of the air and God brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever Adam called each living creature, that was his name. Next verse. So Adam gave names to all cattle, the birds of the air and, the, and, every, and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, going somewhere. <laughs> there was a time that, you know, I, I told DFO about one good lady. Ah, yeah. And later on, I decided to follow up to check in. Ah, DFO, how is it going? How far? Ama kolewoko. No, no, the person is not a Grace Mean member. Kolewoko. Now, you have been meeting people. You have met this and that. A lot of them. You would, of course, um, confirm that the lady is good, is a good gift, right? Awesome. I will not even tell him about somebody that is not good. I can't do that. So I saw that ah, these two are comparable now. Let me. Bible says for Adam, for him, it is not comparable. It is good. Those guys, you know, you know, those guys, the bees, the bed, the son, they were good. They were helping, they were keeping him company. Right? But for Adam. So how did you know? So my girl said, how did you know? How did you know that your husband was the one? How did you know? And I said, okay. I replied then with this scripture. Let's go back to 1 Corinthians 2, 9. How did you know? That your husband was the one. You're looking for the one. How did you know? You have made this and that. You have made that. You have made it. So when you saw this one, like Ditsy said, when I see him, or when I see her, I will know. How did you know? So I has not seen. No ear heard. It has not entered into any man's heart. You are single and searching. You have not met the person. You have not seen the person. I has not seen. It has not entered into your heart. Next verse. The things that God has prepared for those who love him. Next verse. But God has revealed them to us through his spirits. If it is the perfect, if it is the one, 
the one, the perfect will that is from God. This one person has to be by the Spirit. You can decide to settle for the good gifts. It's okay. But there's something about the perfect gifts. Perfect. This is it. Now this is the book. This is it. So I, I said, this is the answer. You will not recognize the one. It is by the Spirit. When you pray. <laughs> when you pray. Listen to me. If it is the perfect will of God, anywhere that will is in this whole world, the Lord will make both of you to jam. If she is in Japan, if you are in Nigeria, you are in Russia, she is in... As long as it is the perfect will, you're going to meet at the right time. Rebecca was in another country. Isaac was in Canaan. There are two countries far apart. Never met each other. Never know each other. And then Abraham called his oldest servants. Say, hey, swear to me, Genesis 24. Swear to me that you will not give my son to one of the daughters of the Canaanites but go to my country to my family now he was specific you go to my country but not just my country to my family and find a wife for my son Isaac and the man went there traveled down because of one person looking for the one and when he got there, this man knew nobody in a foreign country. He got to the country. He was famished, tired. He didn't even know where he see. The journey may look far, but when it is the one, when God, oh God. Go back, let me show you something. Go back to Genesis chapter 2. I want to quickly show you something. You will see it. This is chapter 2, verse 20, 22. Let's say 22. Chapter 2, verse 22. Then the rib which the Lord God has taken from man, he made into a woman, and he brought her, and he brought her to the God by himself, took her by, by hand. Come. He brought that's God. He brought her. God Himself brought the one, the perfect one. And see, this man got so sometimes what I'm trying to say is that he he saw when he goes to the country, where did he want to start from? He didn't have anybody to lodge him. And then, if he has someone to lodge him, then you now start asking, eh, do you know Abraham? Okay, do you know Nahor? Okay, do you know, can you, is where? In a whole country. It's going to take time. But here, yeah, this is what the man did. 
he prayed. And when he prayed, he saw some ladies coming. Let it be that the one who would give me water, fetch me water and also give to my camels, let her be the one for my master's son. And then these ladies were coming and the one that God had prepared walked up to him and not only give him water, God made her to think of the camels because she was the one. As if that sign was not enough. He has seen enough sign. He has gotten the sign that he asked for. Ha! And then he went to ask, went for that to ask. Whose daughter are you? He wanted confirmation, conviction. By the time the lady finished introducing herself, ah, ah, blessed be the God of my master. What? You brought her to me. She's of the family of Abraham. This is what I've been looking for. This is it. This is it. This is the one that God has prepared. God has prepared someone anywhere she is. Anywhere in the world. Anywhere. God will take him or her by the hand and say, let's go. You will jump. The perfect will of God has to be by the Spirit of God. finish how to marry rights in one hour there's so much more to it I cannot finish it but I, I'll leave you with this the ultimate goal for everyone now everyone I mean believers and unbelievers the ultimate goal in life is to live a life of fulfillment. Even if you are an unbeliever. You die knowing that you were fulfilled. You live the life that you wanted. That's the ultimate goal in life for everyone. Now, you need three things or just you need Maybe not three things. You need your sanity. You need your peace and happiness to be able to live that life of fulfillment. Now, on your way to living a life of fulfillment, when you choose wrong, that wrong partner will rob you of your sanity, your peace, and happiness and until you get back those things either by Christ or by therapy or by anything when those three in fact you cannot get to that life of fulfillment until you get back those three things but when you marry right when you choose the right life partner 
that partner will give you all the love, the peace, and the support you need to have a life of fulfillment. That's it. It's as simple as that. Now, I know you have so many questions. This is, this is not question and answer service. So, I... Yeah, last Sunday. You can reserve your questions for the last Sunday in this month. And I'll be able to answer them. Let's pray. Father, we give you all the praise, all the honor. Thank you, Lord, for utterance, for helping me to speak your wisdom to your people this morning. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for all the singles in the house that none of these ones will miss it maritally in the name of Jesus Christ. And I pray that in Jesus' name, that for every one of these single, singles in the house, that you will open their eyes and make their hearts receptive to the one that you have chosen for each and every one of them in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. I give you all the praise and all the glory. Thank you for your word. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the podcast. We're glad you're part of our community now and trust you are blessed by today's message. Please subscribe to the Shewu Oshibesa podcast, like and share as well. You can also find Pastor Shewu on Instagram at Shewu Oshibesa or at GraceMadeNG.